The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. Jeff Stafford here in studio. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How are we doing? Uh, before we get to our guest, and by the way, I, I am super pumped to hear this story. Jeff, I always want to make sure that when you're over here at the house that you feel welcome. Of course you do. Yeah. And, and so Evelyn was excited. That's my youngest daughter. She was like, is Mr. Jeff coming over tonight? And I thought she was asking that because she was going to be excited to see you because you usually bring her hot sauce. Hot she's given her yeah. hot sauce. She loves hot sauce. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, Mr. Jeff's going to be here. And she's like, oh, are you guys going to be loud again for an hour? Every time he comes over to the house, you guys are loud and it goes on forever. And we, we haven't even had anything to drink. Yet. No, we haven't <laughs> had a single thing to drink. Um, which speaking of that, I, I got you again, wanting to make you feel oh, like you're, you're comfortable in your family here when you come over to the house. I got you a little special something to drink here uh, during the the interview. Um, I, I should add, he has it hidden. It's covered with a towel. And he said, yep, wait yep. till the show, wait till the show. I'm drinking a natural lime White Claw. Um, it was in the fridge, so I'm enjoying that right now. And Jeff is going to be enjoying his favorite okay. non-beer beverage during this episode here, of The Adventure Job. Here's the unveiling of here we go. whatever this may be. It's a good thing we're not, we're not visualized here. Oh, oh, I know you your favorite. It's a Bud Light Maple Pear Seltzer. Oh, your absolute dude. favorite. I got another one in the fridge for you Ooh. if you finish that one early. God. <laughs> Come on, crack it open. It it is cold. I mean Yeah, yeah crack it open. Take a take a little swig of your favorite. Right there. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, get a good swig of that. <laughs> Jeez. Before we get to our guest as well, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't done it already, make sure you sign up for the Savage Golf Marathon, Middle Tennessee. Definitely. definitely. It's uh, going to be on, on March 19th of 2022 an old school ultra yes it's a marathon but it's a marathon that will kick your ass and there's really fantastic people uh, that run that race every single year john harden is the race director this year i was gonna say he is a male model i mean you'll be you'll be glad you saw him you'll be dazzled all that out of the way find that ultra sign up savage golf marathon jeff and i will be out there we will be recording an episode of the adventure jogger uh, after the race is over um so that'll be fun you can come and hang out and we'll have a great time this is a great story because I think, Jeff, you and I can agree that running 100 miles can suck. It can suck very badly. And it's difficult. And anybody that goes like, oh, it's a cupcake 100. I'm like, shut up. It's 100 miles. It's still 100 miles. 100 miles is tough regardless of the course. Because I even think those, those flat courses create new difficulties because you can, right, you can run yourself into the ground. Let's add a layer of difficulty to the 100 miles. Let's say you run 100 miles pulling a tire, dragging a tire like for 100 miles. Full-size car-type tire? Well, yeah, like not like a giant truck tire, but like the, the size An of... An automotive like, tire. Right, like the, what you have on your Prius. 
Oh, okay. A tire like that. Imagine dragging a tire. A 14 or 15 inch? We're going to go with 15 okay. inch. <laughs> Imagine dragging a, a, a tire for 100. Bigger is, bigger is better. That's what that's I've heard. What, so. That's what I've heard as well. Imagine dragging a tire for 100 miles. And imagine doing that and setting a new world record at the Brazos Bend 100 in Needville, Texas. The time, 29 hours, 44 minutes, 4 seconds, 100 miles, dragging a tire. Our guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger, the man who did just that from Sanderson, Texas, Victor Valenzuela, welcome to The Adventure Jogger. Hi guys, thank you for having me. It's great to have you on. Um, boy, I, I took a look, and this is not your first ultra rodeo. What was your idea? Did you just say these ultras are just too damn easy? I got to find a way to make this more difficult. W what made you want to run a hundred miles dragging a tire? Well, it's not. It's not so much that it's. Uh, uh, I took it more of a challenge. I've done a few hundred milers, and uh, especially at Brazos Bend. Uh, I've done Brazos Bend since the first year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've done that 100 miler there for the past five or six years since yeah. the very first race. Uh, the first time I tried it, I DNF the 100 miler, believe it or not. Um, that was really my second year into trail running. Yeah. So after that, I started doing the 100 miler, you know, year after year after year. And uh, finally this year, I wasn't going to do it because I was like, well, I already know the course pretty much you know, every, you know, turn. So uh, I really wanted to challenge myself. And uh, it wasn't until a couple of months ago that a guy uh, that owns uh, the tire trainer belt that I use for the race, Vincent, uh, uh, he put up a challenge and he says, well, you know what, if uh, if anybody wants to do it, you know, Brazos Bend is the perfect place to do it. Uh, drag a tire, you know, drag a tire. So that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> is that the same Vincent from Trail Toes? That is correct. Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. So he, he's got trail toes and a belt to drag tires with. He's really diversified in his business plan. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of people were asking me. Um, they were they were saying, "Oh, you know, I can't, you know, I can't believe he did it. I bet his stomach is, you know, is rashed and all that." But I swear to you guys, man, uh, there's no rash. I had no blisters at all. I mean, I use his products all the time. Every, every you know, every time I do an ultra, right. And the belt that I use, it was the uh, the newest belt that he's you know come up with, and uh, not, nothing whatsoever. Well, here's the thing, Victor. People will see that you know challenges go out all the time. Um, usually they're on TikTok and they involve stupid things that kids do at school. But challenges go out all the time, and so I see the why don't you drag a tire for a hundred miles at Brazos Bend challenge. I'm gonna look at that and go, that's stupid. I I, I could never do that. That that is just sounds awful. And, and, and full of pain. Jeff's going to look at that and he's going to start doing math. Yeah. <laughs> gonna I'm going to, I'm going to one up you though. I'm going to go with an 18 wheeler tire. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. But no, go heavier, go home. I mean, you know, was it, was there, right. cause were you dragging tires before this or was it just the challenge went out and you're like, I better, better buy a belt so I can start dragging a tire. Well, uh, I didn't even know about the belt till a few years ago. Uh, a buddy of mine gave me his, and and I was like, "Well, what do you do? I mean, do you just drag a tire until you're exhausted, or I mean, what what is it? You know, what is what's the trick? What's yeah. what's it good for?" So before, uh, you know, I've done a few hundred miles, uh, and uh, every time I would hit the mile seventy five, eighty mile marker, my quads were just done yeah. i was done yeah and even after i finished a hundred mile or a few even a few days later i was still sore I, I could barely walk 
And it wasn't until I integrated tire training and tire pulling, that's when I noticed a difference right away. My very first uh, Hunter Motor, there was like no pain whatsoever on my on my calves or on my quads. So that's the reason, I was like, well, you know, why not do it? Why not incorporate it into my training? So that was that was it. Okay, so let's 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 talk about this tire dragging for a second. So you get this belt from a friend of yours, and then what would you do? You go to the junkyard and go like, "Hey, I need a tire off a Honda Civic. Do you got one?" You you just you just go. I mean, I live in Houston. There's tires everywhere on the side of the road. I mean, literally, you can just pull over on any street in Houston and you find a tire. Pick one. (laughs) I'm just right. So it's like. I'm like pretty dumb pulling over on the side of the road and grabbing a tire. Say, well, uh, I guess you know it's a pretty good tire for me to drag. So <laughs> looks good. That's what I did. I picked up a tire, threw it in the back of my truck, and drove home. Better story would have been Victor had you been like, I put the belt on, and I knew I would be running by a neighborhood with lots of tires. And I just kind of connect one sure. right there, and then you know people sure. are sitting, yeah, right, yeah, sitting on their porch going, sure. "My God, that man just just stole our tire, he took a tire right off the car, and now, and now he's running <laughs> away with it." Um, when you started this this type, like, how do you incorporate tire dragging into your 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 running training? You know, honestly, I don't even know if I do anything correctly regarding training, regarding the way I run. The way you have a world record, Victor. You Obviously, you're doing something right. I, I just, you know, there's days when I don't feel like doing anything, but just go for a walk. Yeah. Once I'm in the middle of the walk, I just want to run. And there's times where I'm so prepared that I want to go run and I have my schedule, how many miles I'm going to do. By the time I get to the trail, to the park, it's like, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to walk. But tire training, I mean, Houston's flat. There's no hills at all in Houston. Yeah. If I want to, if I want to get some type of hill training, I have to go to central Texas, which is about a two or three hour drive. And it's it's just not worth it. I mean, my my time is already you know yeah. pretty pretty full. So uh, I thank God for this guy that gave me his belt, and I looked it up on YouTube and saw what people were doing, and that's pretty much what I did. So you just you, drag tires. Yeah. The first time you go yeah, out, Victor, drag. is it is it did you did you kind of ease into it? Is it like the first time you go out dragging a tire? Do you go for like a mile or or how do you how do you, you ease into that? Conventional wisdom to tell you that to, will tell you that yes, you should go slow at first. But uh, I'm a little stubborn, so <laughs> that's uh, that's that uh, little. I guess that's the difference between uh, me and certain other people. You know, I just go for it and, and try to kill myself on the first day. And so, but it worked. I mean, honestly, it's 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 work. I I I don't know. I just have so much fun dragging that tire, and I do get looks at parks when I go and, and drag my tire, and I get looks and stares. Some people give me the thumbs up. Some people make faces. I really don't care. So I only so, care about finishing my race, and that's it. So as you're dragging this tire, I imagine it makes some different noises depending on the surface, whether it be dirt oh, or yeah. asphalt. Or, so, so I got to ask okay. if if you, for for example, if you take off sprinting, does it suddenly squeal? I, <laughs> No, I, <laughs> I got to know. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, you know what? I was honestly, I was honestly so annoyed of the noise it was making all through, you know, the 29 hours that it took me to finish. Yeah. I don't know how people didn't get annoyed by the noise because uh, it was three, four o'clock in the morning. And here you can hear in the, in the back. Of, oh, here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty annoying. I, and I, besides, I don't run with music. I don't, I don't use headphones at all. So, I was just getting annoyed by the sound. By the, you know, twenty-five mile hour mark, I was already pretty done. So, 
Well, so, so 25, so 25 miles in. So, so, you know, you, you figure this out. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I've done Brazos Benz enough times. Uh, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and try and drag a tire for this thing. Gun goes off. You're dragging this tire and, and the noise is getting annoying. You just like, you know, as people, I don't know how long it's hanging. Yeah, yeah, but to top it off, to top it off, I left my bottle at the start finish, so I had to go 16 miles without my bottle. Oh, jeez, a mistake on my end. So So you had to, you had to, you're dragging a tire. You forgot your bottle. You know, you're, sure. you're you're 16 miles with with just counting on aid stations. Did you have to because everything's cupless right. nowadays? Did you have to like stick your your mouth under the spigot or something? Well, they still have cups at some of the races, uh, especially this race. Right. Yeah. Uh, they they did have small cups, so uh, you know I would have to just fill up until I couldn't take any more water or Gatorade and whatever they had there, and just keep going. I mean, I, I it would have been pretty uh, pretty weird. I would have felt pretty weird if I would have dropped on the first uh, loop. Would. So, did you get any rude comments about your tire or anything? Not at all. Honestly, I uh, I didn't. I during the race. Well, see the 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 trail at Brazos Bend State Park is pretty wide. Lots of the sections, especially where we do the race. Okay. At at one time, at one time, you have about nine hundred runners because you have the fifty miners, the hundred sure. miners, the marathoners, half marathoners, etc. So at one time, there's like nine hundred runners at this race, and uh, the trucks are pretty wide and I wasn't bothering anybody. I was, I would always stay to the right. Uh, if I could hear people running behind me, I was trying to squeeze, squeeze it a little bit more to my right. Yeah. So, uh, I basically, I honestly got a lot of good job. Keep going, you know, don't give up. Uh, and I was feeding off that. Uh, I was asking myself, how did I manage not to fall in the pain cave and, and all that? But, uh, I guess I was just feeding off the, uh, the thumbs up and the good jobs, you know, and, and, most of the time it's like when you're doing a race you're you pretty much have tunnel vision and you just keep going and going this time i was able to you know look at people and 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 every time i would hear a good job i was like okay well i guess i'm doing something right and they're not getting annoyed by me and my tires so (laughs) not only that there was there was another gentleman that was running the 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 race uh pulling the tire as well oh really so you weren't the only the the crazy person there was another person living in the crazy world yeah my my good buddy uh steven he was uh he was there uh he unfortunately he didn't finish the race uh he tried it a few times but like he but he'll he'll crush it he'll crush the next year for sure now i will say that i i didn't think you would get any weird looks like i think you dragging a tire at an ultra people are going to see that and go oh like they're going to be impressed they're going to be a little jealous they didn't think of it, and you're going to inspire the heck out of people. Now, if you were at the Houston Rock and Roll Marathon running through downtown <laughs> oh, Houston, probably. Right, you had been shot. And that goes for any big city marathon, right. so don't think that's a crack on Houston. It, it would have happened yeah. to some, because some angry roadie would have been like, dude, my, I missed my PR by a half second because, because I had you to distracted run around, me with that squealing tire. <laughs> run around your tire. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was too yeah. hard. So, yeah, you have to know where, when, when and when to pull the tire. You know what I mean? You really can't. Even when I go to the parks, I, I I don't go when it's rush hour, like when there's all the runners at 5 p.m. You know, I don't. I usually go 9, 10 o'clock at night when there's hardly any people there. Right. So I don't, I'm not that type of person to be trying to annoy people or, hey, look at me, I'm cool, I'm dragging a tire. So. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to look cool dragging a tire. But you said 25 miles in, Victor, you're like, oh, my God, what in the heck did I decide to do? It's like you almost hit like your first wall at 25. 
And you said you said earlier in the interview as well that that the the high fives, the good jobs, the thumbs up were were the fuel. Is that what got you through that first wall at twenty five? That's what got me through the whole race. I actually, um, believe it or not, I was uh, I I I really wanted to do just. I wanted to do one loop and see where I was at with time because each each loop I had to get it done in under five hours. Yeah. And I said, you know what? If I if I can't finish a loop in five hours, I'm done. I'm just going to drop from the race. There's no there's no sense. Yeah. Uh, but I finished the first loop in uh, four hours and change. So I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go for one more. And it just kept going to one more, one more, one more. And honestly, all the high fives and thumbs up, that's what kept me alive, you know, during the race. How, how many loops is that race? Or the course, right? Six loops. Six, okay. Six loops. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Six so, loops. Six loops, yeah. It gets kind of crazy. Loops get a little crazy <laughs> after about after about three, you're like, oh, here we oh, go. Oh, and, and, and here's the thing too, Victor. You know, you're doing this looped course. You are treading on the same territory and you're you're basically running over the basically the marks of your tire you are reminded constantly right. of that burden on your back he made ruts in the court <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> yeah it, 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 there were some sections that there's a uh, it wasn't all gravel or all grass or all mm -hmm. dirt there was some sections where it, it was like sticky mud so the tire would pretty much grip onto it you know pretty good and it would make it harder to pull so that was the part that kind of sucked pretty bad the mud, dragging it through the mud. Is there any point in that, Victor? You know, 100 miles, thir almost 30 hours of just dragging this tire nonstop. Is there a moment where you forget it's there? Like late at night, you know, when everyone's tired and you're exhausted, does it almost become like you're so used to it at that point? You're just numb. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much numb to the pain, numb to the noise. And, and at that time, at, when I was at loop four, uh in loop five i honestly didn't feel the tire at all i was just like i'm just gonna power walk my way and and see what happens and as long as i hit the five hour mark every loop i'm, I'm good you know come loop six when i started loop six i knew i had to push it a little bit more because i was only like uh i had like a five hour and 20 minute change to finish that loop and i was already a little tired and the sun was coming up already yeah so uh I just, I knew I had to push it a little bit more and that's pretty much what I did and kept going. That's so interesting that you, you kind of came in and, it, and the, the idea was not to, to set a world record and to run a hundred miles. It was, I'm going to do a lap and see how I feel and do yes. a lap and see if I can make it in this, in this, uh, in this time frame. Was there, was there, was there a point when you were so miserable, you're hitting that pain cave that you are like not even checking your watch and going, I pr I pray to God that I'm over five hours on this lap because yeah. I want an excuse <laughs> to say no. Yeah, I actually told a buddy of mine when uh, he was doing the race as well. I was like, I need to stop looking at my watch because it, it's making me nervous. I'm constantly looking at it. I'm not concentrated on, on, on going forward. I'm just so concentrated on time. And I had to take it off. I actually turn it upside down and, and just so I wouldn't look at it because, I mean, I run with a basic watch. I don't run with a... GPS watch is just mm -hmm. a normal Timex watch, and I pretty much know the way I run. Um, I already know my pace, pulling and not pulling the tires. So I, I had to turn it around and not look at the time because I was just hitting me up. Uh, training leading up to that race, how how many, how often did you pull a tire? Like once a week on average, twice a week on average, once every other week? Uh, mostly, mostly it was just six miles a week tops. 
uh, and the challenge, I took it about two months before the race. So I honestly didn't have any time to train with the tire because I would, you know, work and whatnot got me pretty busy. So nice. I was doing man, mostly six miles, a, six miles a week. Six miles, six, six, six miles a week of, of dragging the tire? Yes. Okay. And the other times I was just, just running. Okay. But you're talking about that. And, and I kind of want to go back to tire training because I think you said something earlier in the podcast that I think was very interesting. I was like, oh, where you were having early on in your ultra career, you were like, oh, God, my quads usually go out at mile 50. Yep. I'm shot. But once I've started dragging the tire, it's completely changed how my body reacts to these these ultra marathons and i think it's something that maybe runners want to consider putting into their tool chest of of, of training uh, options just because if it can provide some strength and and some conditioning it's worthwhile but so you you, you at some point you're you're five laps in you've done the five laps you're praying to god that lap five is over five hours so you can just say i'm done but it's not you're, you're under, you know, you've got, you've got five hours and 20 minutes to finish the final lap and to be the first person to complete this challenge of dragging a tire for a hundred miles and not get, you know, not missing the cutoff. I mean, you missed the cutoff by, by just a, over 15 minutes. You had over 15 minutes to spare doing this challenge. Yeah. That last loop comes along. Where, where are you mentally hitting that last mentally. loop? I, mentally, I, I knew I wasn't going to quit. I, I, I made a post uh, during my second loop that they would probably have to kick me out of the course because I wasn't going to let go. I was just going to stay there until I finish. Regardless if the race was going to, you know, if I would have ran out of time, I still was going to complete my 100 miles no, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So mentally at that time, I was, uh, I was pretty much set to uh, finish the race no matter what. But uh, I knew time was, time was, you know, pretty strict and right. I had to get the, the last move done. And it's just, you know, I, I knew I had to get it done. And that was just plain and simple. There was going to be nothing was going to stop me from finishing the race uh, unless something else happened. I fell or tripped or I don't know, got abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> get run over by a tire. You know. Right, right. Exactly. Get run over by, hit, run over hit, by run. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you see that finish line coming up, Victor. You know, you, oh, yeah. this 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 day that was just started as I'll just you know run a loop and see how it goes. Well, now it's in the bag. I mean, you've got minutes to spare. What did it feel like yeah. crossing the finish line after basically thirty hours of just pain dragging that tire? It's just felt amazing. You know, it's it's a. Uh, I I really can't describe the feeling unless you. You've done the, the distance in in completed race. Yeah, I there's I can tell you so much stuff that oh you know I did this and I did that, but I, I couldn't explain it to you. It's just it's just a great feeling, you know, and it it teaches you I guess not to give up, mm-hmm. no matter what little hole you go through. Because believe me, I was hallucinating at night and uh, I wanted to give up since the first loop. It's just I just never gave up, and and I wasn't gonna let the race beat me. And it just felt great to cross the finish line. It's just a great feeling, you know, knowing that you can do 100 miles on your own two feet within all the rules, you know, 30-hour cutoff, and it just feels feels great. feels great to move 100 miles with your own two feet. Victor, you talk about wanting to quit, and I think so many of us have those thoughts in our head. When we hit those races, things go bad. You know, we're, we're in a little bit more pain than we thought we would be in, and so we're like, we're, we can, we're done. We want to quit, and we're done. 
What do you? What did you do? How do? What do you do mentally? How do you have that mental toughness? Are, are you telling yourself something? Did you train for this? How do you, Victor, go from I want to quit, I want to quit, I hate this, I hate this, to just continuing to go? Well, not so. The challenge was a challenge, right? But there was a lot more reasons. Uh, I, I was seeing a post uh, actually today. They were uh, commenting about pretty much about the guy with the tire yeah. on a Facebook page. And uh, they were saying, or they were asking the why, right? The why. But I wasn't going to make a long post and tell you why, why, what the reason was behind, you know, this. Yeah. Yes, it was a part of a challenge. Uh, and yes, it was to challenge myself knowing that I, maybe I can do more than just run 100 miles. Maybe I can drag a tire for 100 miles or maybe I can ruck, you know, the 100 miles. Right. But uh, you know, I, there's a reason why also my tire was pink. It was because my son's grandma, she's going through cancer. Yeah. And just that right there was, I seen her, I seen her at bad spots, at bad moments in her life, mm-hmm. you know, during cancer. And that was the reason why I painted my tire pink. So every time I would hear the tire or adjust my belt and I would stop and take a small break and look at the tire, I said, okay, I'm doing this for, not just for me, not just for a challenge, you know, I'm doing this for her. And, you know, also carry a small, small little beaver from Bucky's that my son gave me. It's always with me every time I do a race. So I look at it and I'm like, well, I hope my son is going to be proud one day knowing that I did this crazy challenge. So I look at it and remember, you know, I think of my son and, and, and I just want to get it done and, and hopefully he'll be proud of me. It's interesting fuel and, and everybody grabs fuel from different places. You know, did your son, yes. I mean, you're, you're, how old's your son, Victor? He's eight. He has He's eight to, years old. He has to look at you like a God. I mean, he really does. Well, 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 not when you're telling him to clean his room. He does does like a tire with me. That's awesome. Yeah, he does. But I mean, he has to say, like, he has to go back to school, Victor, and be like, yeah, my dad dragged a tire for 100 miles. and And his friends around the lunch table are going, you are so full of crap. Your dad did not drag a tire. Oh, I can see the arguments. Right, ensuing, for 100 yeah, miles. Right. And then they're telling the you teacher. liar. Hey, so he's lying about his dad. I mean, but he's he's seen it. He's witnessed it. He's seen the they've seen the belt buckles. And I think the example that you set, and I, I, you know, finishing these ultras with your kids around and your kids seeing that dad can do some, or mom can do some really absolutely incredible things I mean, it, it sets a wonderful example for the kids, I think, even if even if they're not into running, even if they, the kids are like, this is stupid. I got to sit and wait for dad at this aid station. I'd much rather be home. I think they look at that, though, and they see that 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 mental toughness. They see that never give up. They see their parents doing hard things and accomplishing hard things. Right. And I think it sets them up somewhat for success, even again, even if they're, if they, they're miserable being there. I think seeing your your parents or or other people that you look for you look up to as a kid do these incredible things i think that sets you up for a little bit more of success later in life because oh my god i i'm we all get really ho- uh, hard spots in life we all get these these horrible downs and we we witness things that you know or, or we have a bad time at work or a relationship falls apart or life's just not going how we want and i think when they when you give them if you give them that example of you can do hard things and you can get through hard things if my dad can drag a tire for a hundred miles who does that right 
there's like what 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 could I do? So I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he doesn't say that, but I, I'm sure that your son thinks that you probably hang the moon at this point. I hope so. I hope so, because, I mean, I, I honestly do a lot of this stuff just so uh, maybe he can come along one day or see a picture of me doing crazy things and challenges and whatnot. And maybe one day he can pick up a tire, too, or just go off for a run. I mean, he, he has paced me for uh, some races before. Uh, you know, he was only four years old when he was pacing me during a 200 miler. And uh, it was pretty neat to have him there, you know, next to me for the two days that it took me to get there. So, wow, it's it's hopefully hopefully he'll uh, hopefully he'll see that later on in the future. I think so. And when he'll... he's fourteen, he won't. <laughs> right, right, he right, he right. just won't. All bets are off then. No, <laughs> that's what'll happen. It's like he'll... my dad's an idiot. Right? He'll rebel, Victor. <laughs> It'll happen when he's a teenager. Yeah. All teenagers do. All teenagers look at their parents like. Like much, much like Evelyn was looking at us Ugh. earlier and saying, "Like, oh, these idiots are so, so loud. loud. They go on for an hour." Can you hear me now? <laughs> she wants some peace and quiet. But I think then you see them. It happens around eighteen, maybe twenty in their early twenties, where they come back to you and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's I, I, that's I, a that's a really cool thing." Got He's it. always yeah. going to be the son of the tire guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, um, I, I hope he picks picks up a sport that uh, you know, other than just uh, playing video games. I guess. Yeah, yeah. He picks up a sport in, in school. Uh, right now, he's um, he should have started soccer uh, a few months ago, but yeah. I couldn't get him in there. Work has been pretty hectic with me. Yeah. So my lack of training for the race. What do you do for a living, Victor? Uh, shipping and receiving. Okay. All right. So you're on your probably on your feet all day. Yes, I'm on my feet, and sometimes when I have to sit down. For instance, um, Monday I went to work back on Monday. I should have taken the day off, but I went back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ooh, that was not a good call. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was also, I was so out of it on Monday. Uh, I was just my head was somewhere else. It wasn't. It wasn't where it was supposed to be. And you wonder and where your package is. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, need, I need to take a day off after a big race. So, yeah, right. start, start working those days off and so you're not at work the day after you finish dragging a tire yeah. for 100 miles. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about you for a second. Um, Houston, you talked about it being flat, uh, you know, yes. big city. How did you get into trail running? Uh it was it was uh, almost eight years ago, seven seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouldn't count, you know, seven years because the first couple of first couple of years I was just in and out of races. I would just go do a ten k and then skip eight months of running and try to go back. You don't need to train, but uh, it was, <laughs> right? It was through. I don't even know how I started trail running, but I found a website, and I first my first race was a ten k, and. I had never ran before. I mean, I went, got to the race almost late, and I started. And surprisingly enough, I mean, I didn't know anybody there, but everybody was cheering. Yeah. And a lot of people were cheering for me, and I didn't even know these people. I get to an aid station, and they have all this snacks and candy. Free food. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? You get, you mean to tell me I get to, I get to get anything I want? You know, I was a kid and my mom wouldn't let me grab a bag of chips. So I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure, I'm getting, are you sure you want to give me free range on anything? So just, just to, just to go out there, trail running, it's amazing, man. Trail running, it's, it's life. 
it's like people you don't know are cheering for you. And uh, it, it's, it's a great feeling when you finish a race, you, you have people clapping for you and cheering you on and smiles everywhere. And it's just, you know, I, I never look back. I've never done a road race. I probably won't ever do it. Um, I just love trail running. I just love trail running. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't done much um, trail running outside of Texas, but uh, hopefully in the near future, I can I can start doing some, uh, some of those uh, long distances. There's a really great trail running community in Texas, isn't there? Yes. Yes, there is. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of trail running in, in actually not just in Houston, but in, in central Texas. Austin. And when I was in Austin, Texas, yes. Yeah. Austin, San Antonio, uh, north of Texas, also near Dallas. Uh, it's a big community of trail runners. And uh, they got some fast runners out here in Texas, man, believe it or not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, you know, it's just. It's just the way it is. We don't. We have, I guess we all have too much work, and we can't leave for uh, out of state. <laughs> right. Is there a certain vibe when it comes to Texas trail running that you think may there may not be anywhere else that's just a uniquely Texas vibe? Uh, yeah, I guess we don't give a shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, there is or isn't. I mean, uh, I guess you can tell the Texans when he travels out of Texas. Uh, who he is or where he's coming from, but uh, no, we're just we're just nice, good people, man. Out here, you, you know, we people from out of state come in, and people from out of the country come in. We treat them, you know, like like you're a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's it's a great community. It's a it's trail running. It's a great community. I mean, I honestly haven't met a, a, a trail runner, or well, probably I have, but uh, most most of the people I've met are just good people. Just good people. I mean, a trail runner will get up at two o'clock in the morning, and if you invite them to go run, and you don't even know that person, they'll get up and go run with you. And that's a trail runner. Yep, that's absolutely, absolutely. Have you? Have you? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at your ultra sign up or anything. Have you run or contemplated running the? Um, what's the big hundred mile race out in El Paso area? There, it's a trail race. Javelina? No, no, no. It's uh, it's. Oh, yeah, uh, there's there's actually two. There was the uh, Lone Star One Hundred. Put up by uh, Trail Racing over Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's uh, there's another one uh, in Fort Davis, I believe, that is it's been going on for maybe a couple of years. Uh, the Lone Star 100, unfortunately, it's it's it was uh, the last year. I believe this was the last year, or last year was a uh, it's it's pretty much uh, gone. Really, but the one in Fort Davis, yes, yes. Uh, so, but the one in Fort Davis is still going on, and, and that's probably the one I'll, I'll do. But uh, I've never been out there. Uh, just some vacation. Okay. What are some of your favorite races in Texas? What is like, if you could say to people listening right now that have never ran a race in Texas, you need to run this race. What would it be? I don't, I don't want to say because I don't want people to die, but having air 100, it's a tough race. I love, I love the heat. I love to sweat. I love the sun. Having air 100 is in August, which is one of the hottest months in Texas. It's also very humid. <laughs> it is humid. <laughs> I've done the race, and every time I finish that race, I'm saying no more, no more. But once I get home, it's like, man, I can't wait for next. <laughs> so, but but I don't think that would be the perfect. I don't think that would be a good race for for somebody coming in from like say from the northern part of the U.S. Yeah, because it is trust me, it is very humid and hot here in Texas. So uh, there's there's lots of races. Brazos Bend is one of my favorites because the course is flat. There's a lot of support from the volunteers sure. from the race director. It's a great race. Another good race is uh, Rocky Raccoon 100. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good race. And it's only north of Houston. It's probably about an hour drive north of Houston. Yeah, that's an old race. It's been around um, a long time. 
It is an oval race. It's also a Western uh, Western States qualifier. Sure. So, mm-hmm. and so is Brazos. Uh, I believe this was the first year that it became a Western States qualifier. Very cool. But those probably be my my two main ones. Okay. All right. Take Victor's recommendation, everybody, and sign up. I want to go back real quick because I want I want people to be able to to incorporate this if they want to get into this this tire dragging. You, you get you go online, you buy a belt. You got to get. First. You know, I'm going to have to try this now. Right? You are going to try yeah. it. Here's what's going to happen. Jeff is going to show up in our morning run. Yes. Jeff is going to buy a belt. First of all, here's how it's going to work. If you don't know Jeff, here's how it works. He is going to research the shit out of tire dragging belts. And he is going to create a I'm spreadsheet. I'm going to get a tire with the lowest coefficient of drag. Yes. You are going to get a spreadsheet <laughs> of all the benefits of each sure. belt and then you are going to get yourself i'll know what muscles it works yeah everything you will get the nicest belt you can find yeah because you know as Isn't a, that how everybody does it I as mean, a single retiree <laughs> you have money to blow on belts and i'm gonna paint my tire what color uh silver, silver for, yes. yes for silver for the ladies for the silver singles yeah so that's what jeff's gonna do he's gonna get his he's gonna get his belt first and then jeff is going to do research on tires yes and he is going to because i think a nice michelin is in order. he's an old, he's an old pilot victor so he you know he used to fly for the 160th special operations aviation regiment um jeff is one of the night stalker one of the finest uh, helicopter pilots in the world um, so he's going to look at tires and he's going to do the measurements and stuff and he's going to do tests yep. and then he's going to show up at my house on a Saturday morning Let's with, run. His, with his belt and his silver <laughs> tire and he's going to be dragging that tire through my neighborhood yeah. with all of my neighbors looking at me going who is that elderly who man? Is that guy? Why is he dragging that tire? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the tire is going to be stenciled Blame it on Victor. <laughs> and that that's that's right. That's that's it's gonna that's what's gonna happen. But no, um so when Jeff does get this, and Jeff will try this, absolutely. You didn't ease into this, but you said you do about six miles a week of of tire dragging. Leading to the race, yes. Okay. That's what I was doing. What is yeah. it? What's your I, I usually I usually drag my tire on when when I don't I mean, I never thought I was going to drag a tire for 100 miles, but right. when I just want to drag my tire for the heck of it, I mean, it's it's anywhere from six to ten miles, maybe once a month. That's pretty much it. Sure. Okay. So so once a month, you'll you'll throw that in. You incorporate it in, yeah. And yeah. and you've noticed that that just a dragging tire. Now, and you're running slow while you're dragging this tire. This these are what 12 minute yes. miles. 12, 12 minute pace. Yeah, 12 minute pace. Okay. And you're finding though that this is working just different muscle groups or other muscle groups in a certain way when a cup, when you first pulled it that first day you decided to pull that tire after you you're like holy put God. the belt on <laughs> you ran through a neighborhood stole a tire on the side of the road and just dragged it how far did you go the first time when you, you dragged a tire i went almost five miles okay so five miles of dragging a tire what was it you know because was it one of those two days afterwards where you were sore because you know it's a good workout when you're sore two days, days later yeah it was, a very, it was the very next day my cows were on fire so i was done worked yeah. your calves and then you just kind of started throwing it in every once in a while where you would go out and you would you would run slow miles dragging this tire and you started noticing how how long into just this casual throwing this in every once in a while, did you notice that, okay, my body's reacting differently at an ultra than it was beforehand? Probably three or four months. 
Right. I mean, I, I, noticed, I noticed it right away during my first 100 miler after incorporating my tire training. And uh, and like I said, my quads weren't hurting. Uh, they weren't, my cows were good. So in the next day, I wasn't sore. I wasn't, you know, limping or anything. And I said, well, what have I changed or what have I done differently? And I said, well, just the tire. So I guess the tire didn't work. And, you know, I don't just go straight. I mean, I try to, you know, walk backwards on a tire or try to walk sideways or just – you know, just change it up a little bit. It's not not just just go straight and and go at it like a maniac. <laughs> just throw. Yeah, so basically, what you're saying, Victor, is you, you take advantage of that, get that. Because does the belt come with everything necessary to drag the tire, or do you have to get chains, or or how do like how do you connect the tire to the belt? It's a it's a it's a belt, and the way when I purchased mine, the, the, the I was given the first one, and I purchased the second one. Uh, it's the belt and it comes with a cord mm-hmm. and it comes with a bungee and pretty much all the accessories so you can put a some kind of loop into your tire mm-hmm. so the only thing that doesn't doesn't come with this tire but you know there the the website does sell the tire a whole kit complete kit because they actually sell something so you can ruck with it yeah so you pretty much put a tire in the back of your you know like a ruck yeah and you just go straight so uh i mean i don't know maybe i'll try that next year i don't know just <laughs> something yeah <different. laughs> Trail Toes actually sells that that harness. Uh, you're yes, you're gonna buy it. Yeah. How did you not buy it already? Oh, because your phone is over there in your pocket. Believe me, I've, I have looked at it. Have you? I'm yeah, not. I'm not surprised at all. That you know, I, honestly, I honestly would love to see uh, you guys' data on, and and see what happens when I, you uh, if you do the research and and see what muscles and everything it, it's it's helping in. I would love to see that. I okay. really would because I mean I'm I'm the. I, people shouldn't take advice from me at all regarding running. Don't, my, don't my listen running to me. <laughs> my running is off uh, everywhere. You know, there's days or there's uh, weeks that I only put up like 10 or 15 miles. Yeah. And I think I'm in good shape. There's weeks where I can do maybe 60 miles, but I've never done anything over 80 in a week. So. Well, you know, Victor, I think it's healthy. I, I really do. I think that your life gets in the way. And if anything, the last yeah. couple of years have taught me that you can do far more unless than you really think you can and these yes. these you know doing six months of 80 miles a week to get ready for something is is a toll on the body and you know for most people yeah yeah i never understood how well i guess i don't know everybody's different but i would never put 100 miles in a in a week of running and then uh taper it like people taper a couple of weeks before a race i never do i mean for this race i was doing uh fast 5Ks and 10Ks the week of the race. Just last week, I was doing, uh, you know, 10, 15 miles, you know, two days prior to the race because I didn't feel ready. And I I, I just wanted to be on on, on, on my A game. So I couldn't, I, I'm the type of person I couldn't taper for two weeks or a week before the race. I, I just can't do that. I, I get nervous. Victor is just not going to roll that way. He's, <laughs> he's like, nope, nope. Not happening. But, but, you know, it works for you. And I think you got to find those things that work for you. But yeah. I think basically what we've found is I know what I'm getting Jeff for Christmas. Right. And Jeff knows what he's getting me for Christmas. Right. We're getting tire belts. Yeah. And we're going to start incorporating uh, tire dragging into our routine. And we're we'll, going to we'll get add arrested. It to the circuit. Yeah. We're going to get arrested in our neighborhood. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to get arrested. Gonna, Jeff is going to Someone's going to call in and say, there's two gentlemen out there and they stole tires. There's an old man and his son <laughs> dragging stolen tires. Through through a neighborhood, it's really cool. Yeah, I, hey, make, yeah make sure you guys take the rims off the tires. Don't right? Get, yeah. the rims. <laughs> get the rims too. I'm pulling with spinners. It cannot be, it cannot be from a Prius. He has to be at least a twenty. Oh, okay. 
what is what is the size of your tire that you're dragging? Do you know? I don't know the size, but I look pretty stupid. What happened is the tire I was I was uh, training with was 16 pounds. And all this time, I thought it was a 20 or a 22-pound tire. Yeah. So when Vincent put the challenge, I said, well, I already have a 20-pound tire, but I was dragging a 16-pound tire. <laughs> so all my training was a 16-pound tire. So the week of the race, I weighed, and it's only like 16.7. And I'm like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I've been training with the wrong, with the wrong weight. So I, I literally went to tire shops, you know, near my house and, and they were looking at me kind of weird because they're like, well, what size of tire do you need? I said, I don't need, I don't want a size. I just want to weigh the tire. I need a 20 pound tire. I don't want a 20.1. I want exactly 20 because my, my training has been like weird. That's got to be a, so that's got to be a 14 inch tire. Uh, yeah, I was getting stares from the people at the tire shops and they were like, okay, well, you, you're nuts. Just buy whatever you want. And that's what I did. I bought a 20.4 tire. Yeah, and that's what I drank. See, you, and that's I, also the reason why I was a little nervous. I, I suspect it's a fourteen, and here's why. Back, <laughs> listen up now. Back when I was drag racing, drag strip, you wanted the lightest reciprocating weight possible—the rims, the tire, everything—because yeah. it, it helped your elapsed time. You go quicker. Yeah, with yeah. lighter reciprocating weight. Yeah. So I got the lightest rims I could, and I'm, I need, well, I need this size tire, but I know. Like on my Mustang, when it had street tires, the 17-inch street tire, which is what I started racing on, weighed 28 pounds. Oh, okay. So and you, you go math. to a slick eventually, and you're like, oh, that's that's a lot lighter, like 16 pounds, 17 pounds. What was the name of your yeah. of your Mustang drag racer, by the way? The name of it? Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't it White Riot? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. That was a fellow racer's car. Okay, so Victor, Jeff would wear the shirt all the time. It said White Riot, Riot on it. He goes, Ryan's like, you Riot. can't wear that. Like, you you're going to get us that. killed. People like, are going to think you're a member of the clan. And he's like, the name of his car. It's a Mustang. It's it my buddy's white. Mustang. I'm it, like, yes, but it doesn't have a Mustang picture on there. It's just it's you wearing a shirt that says White Riot on it. We are going to get <laughs> shot. <laughs> Hopefully he said why ride pretty fast so they can confuse it with quiet ride. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. Ex- exactly. It's like, is there a hood on the back of that oh, of that geez. shirt? He no longer wears it, by the way. I, uh, you retired I, it. I, perhaps. Well, I haven't seen it in a while. Are I, you wearing it under that nice plaid shirt you got on today? So anyway, no. your must, well, what year was your Mustang? 96. 96 oh, Mustang. Okay, okay. And it was a convertible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff sold it. Oh, cool. Jeff sold it. Now, now I'm restoring a 1963 Mercury Meteor. Everybody, look up 1963 Mercury Meteor. It if is. You've ever, if you've ever seen like a 63 or 64 Ford Fairlane, okay. it's, it's identical to that mechanically. Just the sheet metal. This is a great car because I don't know if you've seen one, Victor, but it. I, I call it the car of thirds because a third of the car <laughs> is the hood. A third of the car is the engine car, is the, Interior. the passenger compartment. A third of the car is the, the trunk. trunk. It's a huge trunk. You could fit, you could fit a whole lot of bodies in this trunk, but it's going to look really nice when it's when it's all. <laughs> we get some tires out of the deal too, all, all right. together. So, Victor, what's next for you? Now that you've done this, um, is it a certified world record? Did you get some sort of plaque in the mail yet, or is that coming? No, not not at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, the course certified, but. It, uh, uh, I never called uh, Guinness or anything like that. It's it's 
it's honestly I didn't do it I didn't do it for for fame or anything like that or recognition I just I did it for the challenge and, and many other reasons but it, it was just a challenge and it, and challenge myself most most importantly challenge myself and know that I if, if I can get in a bad spot I'm pretty sure I can get out of it so basically it, it was just that I, yeah I honestly don't I don't really care about recognition at all so that's the me. thing for a Guinness World Record or even a no kidding official FKT, a real deal FKT. Yeah. There's a lot involved. You got to have all this proof and all this yeah. and all that. Yeah. And you got, yeah, you got true. people that yeah, saw that, it. That that and pictures. You need to have your uh, GPS and all like, that. Like, oh my God. Victor's I just mean, like, I, I did it. You know, you don't need to worry I mean, about it. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, if somebody wants to come along next time from World Guinness, well, sure, come along, drag a tire, and then come next to me. I'll, I'll do it again for you. But you must come, you know, next to me. Right. And enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> right. We'll get, we'll so. get Mr. Guinness himself out there. Right, yeah. exactly, to enjoy that world record. But what is next? What do you want to do next, Victor, now that you've done this challenge and you know that you can drag a tire for 100 miles? Oh, I got a good one for well, you. Well, I have a race in a couple of weeks. I don't even know the day, but I know it's by the end of the by the end of the year, or I don't even know when. But it's it's I guess it's on the 30th or the 31st. I have a 55 hour race. It's okay. called a snowdrop 55 hour race. Okay. Uh, just south of Houston, so it's 55 hours in a. It's not even a mile loop. So I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get up there. I'm, 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 my goal is to hit 200 miles in those 55 hours. Tire uh, free. A couple of years ago, I stopped at 169. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I can get 200. I just got to be, I got to be on my game. Um, are you, you're doing this tire free, right? Tire, yes, tire free. No tire, no tire. Have yeah, you, I don't think they'll allow me with the tire there. So. <laughs> Have you thought now that you've dragged this tire, um, that these winter races where you have to pull everything you need in a sled, have you given any, th- any thought oh, to like, like something Arrowhead, like Arrowhead. The Arrowhead 135 in, in Minnesota? I, I thought about it, but I also, uh, my, my head goes crazy and, and I go, I go nuts thinking about what I can do next. And, and I've always wanted to run across Texas. And, and I was looking at this, at this belt kind of thing. They sell online where you can pull a stroller so you can buy a belt and it yeah. comes with some kind of tube that holds a stroller. Yeah. So I think running run, now running across Texas has been uh, has been done before with the crew. Mm-hmm. I would like to do it solo. I would like to do it by myself. Uh, of course, I would like to get a, a fastest known time, but so I would definitely have to carry GPS and, and do all the right stuff right. Uh, to make it count. But I want to do it. I want to do it completely solo. I don't. I don't want to get any help from anybody. Uh, if people want to stop by, I. I wouldn't want to take anything from them, water, aid, any kind of thing. I just want to do it by myself, just go at it. I mean, that's that will probably be my ultimate challenge, to run across Texas. And uh, it's about 850 miles mm-hmm. from El Paso to uh, Orange. And and when I was while I was dragging the tire, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, man, maybe I can buy that belt and, and buy the little stroller and put all my stuff in the back and, and just go at it one day. You know what would be a great warm-up for that across Texas race? Right. You need to come to Vol State. And oh, the run across Tennessee. You come probably across, do really do well that, at that. Come to Vol State. Well, I've actually did something similar. Uh, trail racing over Texas put up a 600K earlier in the year in February. And uh, I was actually one of the four people to finish that race. Uh, only 11 or 9 or 11 people started. And wow. I was like one of the lucky ones to finish. Nice. So it was a 600k. It was it was pretty much from Austin, 
down to uh, Brazos Bend and then back to Austin. So it Good was Lord. a 600K. So I'm, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You may not be fast, but you are tough. Boy, mental toughness and just uh, yeah. don't quit. That's yeah, I'm definitely about. not fast. I'm, I'm not fast at all. I'm not fast at all, but uh, there's, 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 not to toot my own horn, but I think there's something in my head that tells me not to give up and just keep going until it's over. So well, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's in me somehow. What an incredible story. Victor, thank you for inspiring everybody. And uh, I know your, your dragon attire was the talk of the town. I saw it posted all over the place. Like, do you see the guy who dragged the tire at Brazos Bend? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing story. Thank you for taking some time uh, out of your evening yeah. and sharing your story sure. with us. Thank you for having me. All right, so adventurejogger.com, you can go there and there's back episodes there and there's even gear. You can, if you're looking yes, for, for, yes. for Christmas, we do not have tire belts yet. Hey, but Jeff is looking into the supplier right, right there. Now. Adventure jogger uh, tire, tire belts. belts. We don't have those, but we do have adventure jogger jogging pants, shirts, and more. Also, we have our race team shirts up there. So if you're looking to join our race team, um, the only requirement is that you buy a shirt. Really, yeah, that's the, we let anybody in our in. race team, and you're automatically it's that simple. In. Exactly. And by the way, you're we're wondering why would I want to join the adventure jogger race team? What have you? What have your racers accomplished? Um, we did have the ninth place finisher at Western States. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think many other tertiary running podcast race teams can claim a top 10 runner at Western States. They do not have that. But go to adventurejogger.com. Check out those back episodes. You can also check out the gear right there. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Hey, Evelyn. Hello. This is the end of an Adventure Jogger episode Hi. where Mr. Jeff came over. Um, you complained earlier. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to get right on the microphone there. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, sorry. So this is Evelyn. She's 15 Hi. years old. She's a 15-year-old girl. Um, when you asked earlier uh, if Mr. Jeff was coming over, yes. I thought you were excited because you and Mr. Oh, Jeff. Oh, no. yeah. Mr. Jeff's great. Yeah, because you get hot sauce from him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you weren't excited because... No. Because you're loud. You're really, <laughs> really undeniably loud. Like insanely loud. Like the entire house can hear you. <laughs> is it hard being? Yes, it is hard. What is the hardest part of being a the daughter of a, of a podcaster, of a tertiary running Never podcaster? being able to sleep. You'll be like on a call in the middle of the night and you'll be like really loud. And it's just... <laughs> It's terrible, Dad. It's torture. Is this the hardest part of your life? Yeah, it is. It is. is dealing with this? Yeah. <laughs> well, you usually said, how long do you, you said we usually do this for like Two hours. hours. What time is it right now? 
It's not I even eight o'clock. See. You can't see because you don't have your glasses on. Yeah. It's not even eight o'clock. It's not even bedtime yet, and we're done. For once. For <laughs> once in your life. It's a rare occasion. <laughs> so there you go, folks. It's the horrible life that it's poor Evelyn life. has to live with. You poor, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>